the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We all want to know where we fit in this life. Well, we can tell you where you fit in the body of Christ, and we'll do so next. So where exactly do you fit? Finding your place in the body of Christ is the subject of our time today here on Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. We would invite you to join us today as we find our place in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We'll be looking in at verses 12 through 27 today as we help you Find your place in the body of Christ. With today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing, again in 1 Corinthians 12, our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. One of the things that we have to realize when we give our life to Christ, God calls us, he causes us to become a part of his kingdom. We are a part of his church. The Bible calls us the temple of the living God. We are the temple of the living God. And so when it comes to who we are as the people of God, we're part of the kingdom. We are the church. We are the temple. Um, And then he talks about us being a part of the body. Somebody say body. And so when it comes, when I see this, I understand that, that the church is not just an organization, although it has organizational aspects to it that are necessary, and this is part of what we do and who we have become as a people of God, but we also have to keep in mind that the church is not just an organization, it is an organism. It is something that is moving and growing, and the Bible calls us the body of Christ. We are his hands, we are his feet, we are an extension of him, we are his people, We are the children of the living God. We are the building of God, but we are his body. We get out and we move under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. We bring in under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. We speak to people under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. We get down and and dirty with people and, and life's messes and issues and circumstances and stuff that goes on in life. And we get down into that and we're and God uses us as an extension of him. And so we have to keep that in mind. But one of the things that happens is oftentimes when people become a part of the church, they get born again, they're engrafted into the church, and they start to get around the church in terms of the organizational aspects of it. They start to try to find their place, and people have a hard time sometimes finding their place in the body. And this is what I want to talk to you guys about this morning, finding your place in the body. Me and Maria, Maria and I were talking this week, and we we're talking about, she started talking to me about, uh, about the puzzle and how all of us are just pieces of the puzzle. 
We're pieces of the puzzle. We're pieces of the puzzle. We're not the whole puzzle, although some of us would like to be. We're just pieces. We're just pieces. God is painting a picture with his body, of his body, and somewhere in the body, all of us have this little piece. One of the things I, say, I see is that oftentimes people feel insignificant. They feel as though they're not of use or they feel that uh, there's an insecurity that's tied to them because they don't know their place in the body. This is one ill that we've got to address here this morning. And the second ill is people know that they're a part of the body and they want to be a bigger part of the body and they want to be the best part of the body and they want to take over the body. Can I have an amen? And that also is an ill that we have to address. Some people feel insecure about where they're at because they don't know exactly what they're supposed to be doing and they know that they have a place in the body but they don't understand the extent of their place of the body and they don't see the value that they have in the body. And so it causes them sometimes to, to, to feel indifferent and wayward. And then sometimes on the flip side of that, we have people, like I said before, who want to take over the whole body instead of just staying in their lane. Amen? Look at your neighbor and tell them, you got to stay in your lane. Look at the other person and tell them, you got to stay in your lane. Apostle Paul does a great job with this in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Verse 12, he says here in verse 12, For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body being many are, all, are one body, he says, so also is who? Christ. Okay, so when it comes to the church, he is the head of the body. He's the head of the body. And, and we are to get our... our uh, our instructions from him and all of us are connected to Christ who is the head of the body and now we're supposed to work in conjunction with him to accomplish his purposes in the earth he says for as the body is one and, and has many members but all the members of that one body being many are one body so also is Christ so everyone in this room is different Every one, of this, every one in this room is individual, but you're still one. It's called a compound unity. You're, you're individual members, but we're still operating and we should be operating as what? One. And this is what he's saying here. He says, for by one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. Look what he says here, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. So what connects us is not only just Christ, but Christ giving us his spirit is what unifies and connects us. And to the degree that we learn to yield to God's spirit, we give up our selfishness and then get in line with his spirit. What happens is we begin to function as one unit and entity in the earth as God sees fit. And I love what he says. He breaks down every barrier. He says here in verse 13, he says, whether Jews or Greek. 
And so when it comes to our cultural backgrounds, when it comes to our ethnic backgrounds, he says there's no, there's no Jew nor Greek. He doesn't see the body the same way that we often see the body. He doesn't. And I think it's important for us to see this. He says, whether Jews or Greek, there's no Jewish church and Chinese church and Filipino church. When God looks at the church, he sees the church. Can I have an amen? Amen. And he sees individuals functioning together as one body. He says, whether Jews or Greek, whether slaves or free. So now he's looking at from a social economic standpoint and all those other things. He's not saying, okay, this is the rich church. This is my poor church. This is my church in prison. This is my church. He said, no, it's all the church. Can I have an amen? Amen. And this is how God sees it. And we have to begin to see it. He's not denying that there's people that are in prison right now that are slaves or are people that are in prison or they're people. He's, de- he's not denying the reality of that. But he, what he is saying is those people are still a part of my body. He's not denying the fact that there are black people and the white people and Chinese people and Hispanic people. He's not denying that. He's saying that but they're all still a part of my body. And all of us have to get that in our minds that, wait a minute, I am, in, I am a part of the body of Christ. And it doesn't matter what color I am. It doesn't matter my social economic status. It doesn't matter what kind of car I drive. It doesn't matter what kind of house I live in. It doesn't matter how many kids I have. It doesn't matter if I'm single or if I'm married. It doesn't, none of that matters to God. He said, this is my body. And these are members individually. He says in verse 14, look what he says. For in fact, the body is not one member, he says, but many. It's not one member, but many. I love this. Because what he's saying is, he's not trying to do away with our individuality. He understands that. That some of us are going to be different than others. But the key is... Are we submitting to the Holy Spirit and allowing Him to unite us? And are we finding our place, our simple place in the body? This is what makes it beautiful. A symphony is beautiful because you have different instruments functioning, doing their job, giving off their sound. And when when there's, there's difference, but yet unity... It creates something beautiful. And this is what we should have in the body of Christ. And and this is the reason why God wants you to be you. Now, let me say this. Now, let me say this. You need to be a sanctified you. Because, you know, we got this new thing where everybody's saying, I just want to be me. And they cutting up, tearing up, and living like the devil. He's not talking about this. You want to be a sanctified you, but you want to be you. There's people on my staff here at the church. We got 13, 14, whatever people on the. Everybody's different. And I love it. Everybody knows Minister Jennifer. When she comes in the room, she's going to laugh and light up the place. Well, praise the Lord. Everybody knows that when, when, Ann, when Ann comes in, she's going to be more quiet. Do her job. 
Aunt Lynch, she's not going to bother anybody. She, she's just going to work. Well, praise the Lord. Everybody knows when I come in, I'm going to be crazy. I'm going to be riding around on my scooter, tearing up stuff. Well, praise the Lord. I mean, everybody, God has given you your own personality. We can't make somebody something that they're not, but we want that person to be a sanctified self. Praise the Lord for that. And that's what makes the body beautiful. That's what makes your home beautiful. That's what makes, when you're looking at your kids, beautiful. That every single one of them has a different personality and you learn to find out who they are. And for all of us here, it's the same thing. The body of Christ is different. You look at all these instruments. Every one of them makes a different kind of sound. But when they come together, it's a beautiful thing. And it's the same way in which we should function. Now, there are times when we have to look each other in, in the eyes and tell a person, Hey, listen, I know, I know typically you're loud, but today you need to be quiet. Can I have an amen? And, so, and that's okay too. But... I think the point that Apostle Paul is trying to make here is that, and he says it, for in fact, the body is not one member, but many. Many coming together to form the one. And this is what makes it powerful. Look what it says here in verse 15. It says, if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? Listen to what he says here. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I am not of the body. Is it it therefore not of the body? And I think this is what we do sometimes, saints. We sabotage our greatness. Because we tell ourselves, what I'm doing basically is not enough. Doesn't mean enough. We're telling ourselves that we're not a part of the body Because we're not doing what we see somebody else do. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? We look at somebody else's piece in the puddle. puddle, And we say, well, because I don't have that piece, then I must be nothing. I must not be a part of the body. And we have to stop and realize that it doesn't matter what somebody else is doing. Just worry about your own peace. And all of us, we learn to function and God begins to use us when we stop and say, wait a minute, I am significant. I do have a place that God has designed specifically for me. It may not be what somebody else is doing. It may not get the the, the acclaim Or notoriety that the other is doing. But I am fulfilling my purpose in life and in the body and in the ministry. And what God has called me to do. Don't measure your success on what you see someone else accomplish. You be the best you. I need to be the best me. You know, it'll it'll drive you crazy if if we're constantly trying to measure ourselves by somebody else in life. We'll never have peace. We have to find our significance in what God has called us to do. And that is what he's trying to convey here. And we got to stop telling ourselves, man, I'm nothing. Sometimes we're going to be a part of the body and for a season, 
you may not get any light on you. We have to be okay with that. Elijah would prophesy. Then the next thing you know, he'd go off into the desert somewhere and the ravens would have to feed him. He'd go before all these crowds prophesying the world. Oh, y'all gonna die. That says the Lord. Then next thing you know, he's in the cave or he's, or he's the, the ravens having to be, uh, he just, doesn't mean that he wasn't called. Doesn't mean that he wasn't chosen. Doesn't mean that he didn't have a place. And there's going to be times when God says, for this season, I'm going to put the spotlight on you. But for this season, I'm going to take it away. Would you be comfortable just enjoying me? You're still a part of the body. But will you be comfortable not having the spotlight on you and just working behind the scenes? You're still a part of the body. And what happens for a lot of us is we're trying to find our significance in what we're doing instead of who we are. I know who I am. I'm a child of the living God. And if I don't do another thing, can I have an amen? I'm fine with that. Just make sure that I'm a child of God. And I think what happens to us is we've got to get this in our spirit and get settled in it and stop sabotaging ourselves. If the foot, look at verse 15. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And then he says, if the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole were hearing, where would be the smelling? Look at verse 18. But now. Somebody say, but now. now. Somebody say, but now. now. It says, but now God has set the members. Each one of them in the body just as he pleased. God has set. He said, now. God's not going to. He already knows what this picture is supposed to look like. He's designed it. He sent you on the planet for right now. He birthed you into the earth for right now. He brought you forth for right now. And when he brought you forth, he says, he says, God has set some in the body. I love this. He says here that God has set the members. God does it. Saints, let me say this to you. Stop giving people so much credit for your success or your failures. Can I have an amen? People aren't in control. God is in control. Man, they trying to block me. If God want to use you, nobody can block you. You better ask somebody. God God will move everything out of the way. He'll move everything out of the way. If God wants to highlight you, he knows just how to do it. And what happens is we don't realize God is set. God's the one who's set. I'm putting you right there. We learn to yield to him, go through the process, go through as God leads us. And then ultimately God says, I'm putting you right there. And who's going to stop God? And what we do is we start, we start doing this and then we get this hater mentality. Everybody hates me. 
They hating on me. Nobody hating on you. Listen, God, if God wants to highlight you, if God wants to do, he knows just how to get people's attention to shift you and move you exactly where he wants you to go. Can I have an amen? How many happy about that? How many believe that that's the truth? People may be able to hinder it for a little while, but ultimately God will have his say. But now God has set the members, each one of them in the body just as he pleased. So the question is, Lord, what is my place? Just let me find that. And, and we have to start seeing the value in whatever place that he places us in the body. I remember when I played football. And I, and, uh, and uh, you know, I, I remember that I was running down the field one day. You know, I'm strong and I'm fast and I'm doing all these things. I'm running down the field one day and somebody jumped on my foot. And I had my foot planted like this, and bam, my foot went down like that. And I got up, and I was like, my goodness, what, what is wrong with my toe? And I got something called turf toe. And, you know, I don't spend time, you know, messing around with my feet a lot. <laughs> Some of y'all do. I don't. You know, they're just my feet. Let's roll. You know what I mean? <laughs> but the ladies, y'all be getting y'all toe on. Oh, girl, you see my toe? Oh, you see that big toe? Oh, my goodness. No, I'm like, listen, let's roll, man. Put some socks on. Let's go. But when I hurt my big toe, I couldn't walk. I couldn't move. I'm walking around, and people are looking at me like, Bruh, man, you need to play next week. I said, I'm not playing nothing. My toe is tore up from the floor up. I can't move. And, and I realized that the smallest member is often the most important member of the body. And what is the same thing that happens with us. We look at something and we're looking for the big place in the church. The big this. And we think if it's the big thing that causes, that must be the most important. But it's not. And Apostle Paul, he's proving, he's proving this point and he's letting us see that if you don't have the eye, we can't just all be an eye. And we can't just all be hearing. We've got to be different and find our function and not place an, an importance over one thing over the other based on how much responsibility is given to it because that's not always the case we do not ex understand the extent and the importance of what it means to serve in that children's ministry everybody want to get up here everybody want to get up here but those kids future is at stake generations to come because they're hearing the word of God and everything that the devil is telling them at school and on the, in the schoolyard and with their friends and on Twitter and Facebook and on the Internet and all this on the news and all this stuff. We're, we're every, every weekend, we're counteracting everything that the devil is trying to sow into their heart. Can I have an amen? Those children's workers are, no, no, we're giving you the truth in your spirit. You're going to grow and become powerful in God. And, and the next generation is learning the value of this, of, of the truth of God's word. 
But people don't see it. Well, you know, yeah, that's cool. You serving in children's Yeah. I'm tired. Well, I'm tired too. I'm tired of talking to you. <laughs> and you not listening. Say, what's happening is we got to get into our mind that, man, that is important. When you walk in the door and you have ushers and greeters greet you with a smile. Have you ever went in a place and somebody mean mugging you? Make you want to leave. But when you walk in and a person, how you doing here? You think, yeah, oh, praise the Lord. How you doing? God bless you. Hey, what's up? What's up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Party over here. Yeah. What I'm saying is it, it, makes you, it makes you feel comfortable, welcome. You feel blessed when you come in the house of God. That is important. And you're listening to Pastor Napoleon Kaufman here today on Times of Refreshing. Our desire is to see you grow in Christ through the daily ministry of God's Word. And as you take time to spend with us studying God's Word, we trust you are being encouraged in Christ. You can reach out to us by phone, 925-292-7800, 925-292-7800, or write to us, Times of Refreshing, 2333 Nissan Drive. Livermore, California. The zip code is 94551. You're also welcome to visit our website, thewellchurch.net. It's a great place to visit if you would like information regarding who we are, where we meet, what we're about. Past sermons are available online there as well as our online store. And you can even get connected with us there. Again, thewellchurch.net. I would invite you to join us on either our church app, at our website, thewellchurch.net, or on our YouTube channel for our weekly message at 1030. Pastor Napoleon will share a message from the Lord just like he used to with his program, Hope of Glory. And remember to be faithful as well during this time of challenge with your giving. You can give online through our website, through the church app, or by mail to the church office. And we are praying and standing on His truths during this time and remembering that God is in control and we're praying for you. Thank you for joining us today. Until next time, God bless. God bless.